you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 263 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we're talking about some roster moves that have been made over the weekend, some good, some not so good. I'm also going to talk about the importance of Matt Olson in the lineup. Obviously, he has stats, but it goes beyond that. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on Matt Olson being in the lineup versus when he's not in the lineup. I don't have stats to back that up. It's just a feeling and I'm going with it. And after one month, we have some some data to go with. So what is the league looking like right now? What is the average for the league? How are the A's comparing to league average? And then in the final segment, I'm going to be going over the A's and J's series that's coming up. We don't necessarily know the pitching matchups yet. We know who the A's are throwing out, but we don't know the J's because they have so many guys on the IL. So I'll be going over Monday's matchup in that segment and then giving you guys some, uh, some bats to look out for. Like, obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and his 500 on base percentage through one month. Uh, get that guy out. That's uh, that's the starting point right there. But uh, before I get into anything else, I got to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Built Bar. Go to Built Bar and use promo code LOCKS15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts and follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, we're doing a mailbag on Thursday. I'm recording it on Tuesday, so get your questions in, and I will read them on the show. So uh, yeah, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com, and I will answer your questions here in the next couple of days. So with that, let's get into some of the roster moves. Uh, Let's start with the one that I am most excited about. And that is the A's added Cam Bedrosian. You may remember him from seemingly pitching every game between the A's and the Angels for the last like six years uh, because he was in most of those games. And he's he's a pretty solid pitcher. He has a 384 career ERA. Not great, but he's had a couple of not great things happen in 2020 and also this season. He was traded to the Reds and uh, he did not do well. He was DFA, and that's how the A's actually signed him to a minor league deal. So he's going to be starting with the Las Vegas Aviators, who will be starting their season on Thursday. The rest of the A's minor league teams start on Tuesday. Uh, I will be going over minor league stuff on Tuesday, so getting you guys ready and primed for the minor league season, so that'll be a lot of fun. Tune in for that, but let's get back to Camber Drosian. Current Las Vegas Aviator, not too long before he is an Oakland Athletic. He's changing those colors. It's going to be looking good, and I'm very excited about this because... Basically, he had an issue with his command in Cincinnati, and after seven games, they were like, no. And he was walking more than a batter inning. Uh, he had a 2.8 whip, which doesn't seem sustainable at all. You, you would think, hey, this guy has a really nice track record. We're the Cincinnati Reds and don't have a great bullpen. Maybe we should give him a couple more weeks. But uh, yeah, after like... Two weeks, they were like, eh, we're good with Cam Bedrosian. We're fine. Uh, and that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And just Cam Bedrosian, given his track record, uh, he's, you know, he strikes out like uh, a batter in inning. He walks three per nine. You know, it's not great, but it's not terrible. And 
he seems like the kind of guy that the A's are just going to, you know, reclaim. Like the A's reclamation project, if you will. Um, it, it We've seen it a number of times. I feel like he could be a nice late hitting option if he turns it around. And right currently, because of some of the injuries that have happened, you got uh, Lou Trevino, Yusmero Petit, and Jake Diekman. Those are like the three guys that you trust. And then, because uh, J.B. Wendell can all get to that in a second. Then you got Sergio Romo, who has... Four, I believe. I think it's four scoreless outings uh, in a row. So that's noteworthy, which isn't great. And then you got uh, Dialos Guerra, who uh, he had that blow up on uh, last Sunday, but he's been pitching very well outside of that. So is he going to get a bigger role? Maybe. Uh, Ramin Goudouan, who really struggled uh, before he went on the IL. He's come back. He's looked okay. Uh, but do you have a lot of confidence in him yet? Not necessarily. Adam Kalarik, same sort of thing. Um, yeah, the, the A's bullpen is a little bit shaky right now. And I think that Cam Bedrosian should be a nice, nice addition to that uh, really core whenever he gets called up, which I assume isn't going to be too long given how things are going. Uh, but basically right now, the A's are holding on to as many arms as they can because it's a war of attrition right now. Uh, after last season, I've said it so many times after last season, you don't know how arms are going to hold up and the A's don't have those bulldog types that give you 200 innings generally. So they're already kind of starting from a little bit behind, you know, the Rays too, um, where you just don't want to give up on guys that can give you some major league caliber innings. And right now with Diolis Guerra and who I think today actually could be a nice piece in this bullpen. I've said that many, many times, uh, but also Ramin Goudouan, who I'm a little bit more iffy on given his first few outings. Um, could, could those guys be long-term pieces or are they just trying to get into a, a nice spot in the season where they, because once they are removed from the roster, they're probably out of the organization is why the A's have not made those moves yet. And so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm excited about Cam Bedrosian. He's, he's a good pitcher. <laughs> That's all you really need to know. Also the A's sent Jesus Luzardo to the IL because he, uh, he had a uh, fractured pinky because he was playing video games uh, very aggressively. And some people are saying that he punched a wall. He may have. I don't know. But as somebody who has punched a wall, I actually broke my whole hand when I did that. And uh, I, sure, it was like, the, it, it, it's hard to just do the pinky if you're punching a wall. So maybe he slammed his fist down on a table and maybe that's what happened. Or maybe, you know, as as another clumsy person, uh, he, he actually hit it on a table and it, it went too hard. I, I worked in restaurants forever. I was always hitting like my shoulders on, you know, uh, shell and stuff like that. Uh, I came home with bruises all the time. Maybe he just did it a little bit harder and uh, his pinky broke. Uh, maybe that's what happened. I don't know, but uh, I could definitely see that the A's not stretching the truth too much on this one. So uh, either to protect him uh, one way or the other. So that that's uh, it, it, it'll be fun to see what actually happens because the A's have in the past said like, yeah, Drew Pomeranz punched a freaking water cooler and broke his hand, dummy. So it's not like they're going to say that Luzardo didn't do that if he did. Um, I mean, maybe because of the caliber of player, but regardless, let's get on to JB Wendelkin here real quick. He was placed on the IL with an oblique strain. Uh, they called up Jordan Weems for him and also Adam Kalerik for Jesus Luzardo. So the A's have more bullpen pieces and uh, this figures out the, uh, the A's rotation for the foreseeable future. We don't know how long either of these two players is going to be out. Um, it could be a couple weeks, could be months. month. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that Wendelkins is a little bit more scary because obliques, they, they, they stick around for a while. So that one's a little scary for me, but uh, yeah, 
right now the A's bullpen is a little bit scary uh, overall just because I don't trust most of them uh, currently. But let's get into the game just real quick. Uh, with all of this IL news, you know what's coming up first, and that is that Jed Lowry was hitless for five games once Mike Fires got activated from the, I, from the IL, got put on the taxi squad. Jed Lowry hitless for five games. Two guys go on the IL today. RBI single on the first. He went three for four with two RBI. Say it with me, folks. Jed Lowry is a vampire. My wife also suggested that I make that more uh, Twitter friendly so we can hashtag it. So uh, count Jed or count Lowry. You tell me which one you like. But uh, I think I'm going to lead in count Jed because Jed Lowry is a vampire. Also, we got Pirate Matt Olson, the debut of Pirate Matt Olson. Uh, he went three for five with a double, a two-run homer. Two RBI, two runs scored. He goes a triple sh shy of the cycle. He, he looked really good. <laughs> and uh, he did much better than most players with two working eyes. So good job on Matt Olson. Love having him back in the lineup. I'll be talking about the importance of him in the lineup in just a minute. But uh, also use Mara Petit. He vultured another win. He's 4-0 on the season. I'm going to say that that leads the A's. He, he might be tied with like Shamanaya, but I'm pretty sure that he leads the A's with four wins. Also, Ramon Laureano, I uh, can't forget about him. He went two for five with a home run, two RBI. He had an amazing catch in the top of the eighth that saved a run. Uh, it was going to be a home run. He made an amazing play on that one. And uh, then he hit that home run of his own that actually ended up being the difference in the game. So amazing game from Ramon Laureano. He also had four hard hit balls in this game and he's been smoking the ball as of late. So I, I tweeted this out, but I was I almost said that, hey, he's been hitting the ball. He's probably going to look good, but I was going to save it for this episode before I, you know, sounded really nice. Uh, and then he had that game and uh, I was like, damn it. Couldn't just wait one more day, Ramon. Um, yeah, also, Jed Lowry had four hard-hit balls, so good job for him. And with the win, the A's are now 17-12. and 12. They're a game up on the Mariners in the AL West. I, I don't know why I talk about the standings right now. It's it's right there. I'm looking at the, the record and the standings are right there, so why the heck not? Uh, they are tied with the Red Sox for the most wins in the American League. And they also have the most wins in baseball. Uh, the Brewers and Giants both have uh, 11 losses, though, so the A's would be half a game back of the best record in baseball, which is why we should not be complaining about the A's offense so much. So coming up, I'm going to be talking about the importance of Matt Olson in that lineup, not only for what he brings to the plates, but also what he does for the lineup as a whole. And then I'm also going to be talking about the league averages through one month of baseball. So stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Last week was the NFL draft. Now you can place futures bets on your NFL teams if you have one. Uh, I just adopted the, the Jacksonville Jaguars for literally no reason other than I like their jerseys, and uh, they're not good yet. So let's go Trevor Lawrence. Woo! <laughs> I'm tired of the Raiders. I, I'm, I'm a, this is a Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars stand podcast now. Also, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs in other sports, not necessarily baseball. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. And that's why everybody's saying that BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts or follow. The, it, subscribe, follow. I use them interchangeably, but they mean the same thing. Uh, also, if you could, leave us five-star reviews wherever you can. Uh, those are always much appreciated. Love hearing kind, kind words about this podcast. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into it. Let's start with the the league averages so far this season and where the A's stand. This is heading into Sunday's game, uh, I I believe, because I went on the website around 11 p.m. on Saturday night. So hopefully they weren't updated or they were updated for that day, but not. It doesn't matter. Let's get into it. The league averages so far, the league is batting 232 on the whole with a 309 on base and a 698 OPS. In previous seasons, that OPS number is usually around 800, so uh, not great, not great by a long shot, and the league is striking out at a 24.4% clip, which is extremely, it's almost one in four, you guys, that's that's really high. Oh boy. Uh, the A's as a team, though, are hitting 214, so below league average. They're getting on base at a 301 on base, which is a little bit below, not too bad, and then a 679 OPS, so 20 points back. Uh, not terrible. They're striking out just a, a touch, a scotch, just a scotch above league average. So not, not 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 too bad there. And that's overall. Obviously, they're being buoyed by guys like Matt Olson and uh, basically Mark Cannon. That's it. Uh, I'll get into some of those guys here in a second. But uh, as for the the starting pitching, the starting pitchers across the league have a 403 ERA with a 394 whip. The A's have a 432 ERA, which is you know 0.3 higher. Not, not huge, but, you know, it's a noticeable difference. It's closer to 4.5 than 4.0, which is not what you want. But the FIP actually, the FIP numbers are actually just, uh, you know, 0.10 or 0.1 away. So that's not bad at all. Uh, they have a 4.08 FIP as opposed to a 394 league-wide FIP. So that's not bad. They're striking out uh, the same as the league average. And then they're walking uh, less guys than league average by... You know, half half a guy, half a guy per nine. That's not bad. And then finally, the bullpen across the league, they have a 3.93 ERA with a 4.05 FIP. The A's relievers have a 3.74 ERA with a 3.80 FIP. So they're performing above league average as a whole, right there. Uh, they're walking uh, a little bit less, but also striking out a little bit less on those ones. Uh, the home run per fly ball rate for both the starters and relievers for the A's is below league average, so that's a plus. Playing the Coliseum has some benefits. So basically all I wanted to say with all of that stuff is, uh, yeah, the A's could use some some betterment, but across the board, they're fairly league average. And what I say all the time is if you play league average, you will win a decent amount of games because if you're just league average across the board, you're fine. Uh, the A's are not league average across the board right now. Uh, I was looking into this and Michael Franco, the Orioles uh, third baseman, who's, you know, fine, but they got him for nothing as, you know, a, I think he signed in like February. Uh, he is basically the equivalent of Matt Chapman right now, and that is not great. So that means Matt Chapman, I know that everybody is always mad at Elvis Andrews, but Elvis Andrews isn't very far off from where we kind of thought he'd be. He's hitting like 165. He's like, yeah, sure. If he hit like 220, would, it be, would we be surprised? No. He's a hot streak away from hitting 220 a month into the season. Whereas Matt Chapman, he's hitting 190. And he's not hitting much more than Elvis Andrews, but we're focusing on Elvis Andrews. Uh, is it because we have less faith in 
Elvis to turn it around than Matt or uh, I mean, articles are not being written about Elvis Andrews and his struggles, but they were written about Matt Chapman and uh, how he has turned it around. And that's just ridiculous. Andrews is hitting 156 after Sunday's game, whereas Matt Chapman's sitting 194. I wanted to get that clear, but 194 for Chapman. He should be hitting 250, 260, I think personally, and he's roughly league average on the whole. But if you're just looking at batting average right there, that's just a couple of hits that separates Elvis Andrews from Matt Chapman. And I know that uh, like WRC plus and OPS and all those stuff that he's Matt Chapman is so far ahead of Elvis Andrews in that regard, but he's also a power hitter. Elvis Andrews is not, he's relying on singles and maybe doubles and then stealing bases and stuff like that. He's not that guy. So he's going to definitely be below league average in those regards. So if he can give you like a 70 WRC plus he's at like five right now. So <laughs> he's got a ways to go, but he should be a little bit better than that. Whereas Matt Chapman, uh, he's one of the stars. He should be the one carrying this team, but it's basically Canna and Olsen right now. And that's it. That's the, that's the offense right now. And then sometimes Jed Lowry, sometimes Ramon Laureano. Laureano also, other than, you know, Sunday, he's heating up right now. So that it's going to change, but uh, he's also not been great. But Matt Chapman has been hitting below the Mendoza line the entire time. And everybody's mad at Elvis Andrews. But Elvis Andrews is a little bit older and we kind of thought that he might be washed anyway. So maybe he's actually washed, but Matt Chapman is he hasn't even been a free agent yet. Let's focus a little bit of that anger on Matt Chapman, just a little bit. He's also struck out twice as much as Elvis Andres, which doesn't help at all. Sometimes those outs that Elvis Andres is making are actually advancing runners at the very least. So, you know, Elvis Andres, has it been great? No, but we're stuck with him for at least another year. So we, we better get on board and that's, they're not going to DFA him. They own too much money. So uh, we got to root for him to be better. And while also rooting for him to be better, we should have root for Matt Chapman to pick it up just a little bit and help out Matt Olson. Cause I don't know that Matty O is going to be hitting 314 for the season. Cause that's just not the kind of guy that he is. Matt Olson right now is in the top 15 hitters in baseball this year. He's hitting 314 with a 375 on base and a, uh, 1003, I don't know, 1003 OPS. Yeah, 1003. I like that one. He has seven home runs, 19 RBI. And really, you, you notice when he's not on the field because obviously he's hitting lights out right now. He's the best that he's ever been right now. But when he's not available as a pinch hitter, then that means that Mitch Moreland's playing first base or DHing. And, you know, you got Seth Brown at first. But it, it hurts the options that the A's have. The A's build their, their rosters based on matchups. That's what they do. And without Matt Olson there, who's one of your better hitters already, then that means that Mitch Moreland isn't there to pinch hit for, you know, Steven Biscotti or whoever's playing first base or, you know, whatever the situation is, they have a shorter bench. And you, you've seen that a little bit this week with Bob Melvin's inability to play matchups in certain situations. And like in a Saturday's game, I know that everybody's mad at Jesus Lizardo for giving up like six runs or whatever, but, uh, I think that what really started that inning was the error by Seth Brown at first base. And I know that you, you give Seth Brown some exposure there at first base. Sure. Whatever. Uh, and also Mitch Moreland at the H there's a higher likelihood that you're going to, uh, pinch hit for him with Steven Biscotti later on. You can just swip, uh, swap DHs. That makes sense. It Bob Melvin's thinking ahead when he's writing out the lineup. I get it. But at the same time, Mitch Moreland is a gold glove defender at first base. He's won a gold glove over there. He's really good. He's a nice substitute for Matt Olson. And I know that the A's lost by five runs on Saturday, but maybe if Seth Brown doesn't make that error to lead off the inning, maybe they don't are up for six runs that inning. 
I'm just saying, play Mitch Moreland at first base when Matt Olson is not available, for the love of God, please. Because um, he's he's really good. I've liked what I've seen from him there. Does he have as much range as Olson? No, not necessarily, but he does a really good job. I, I like his fielding a lot. A lot, a lot. And also, stop pitch hitting for uh, Mitch Moreland. I, I like this guy. Give him some more at-bats. Um, yeah, so that's the importance of Matt Olson right there, though, is he makes the lineup longer with Olsen in there or in the, the threat of Mitch Moreland or somebody else coming off the bench or, you know, even Seth Brown coming off the bench. You're like, hey, OK, they, they've got some guys that they can work with, you know, later on in the in the in the game with uh, either if Aramis Garcia, who we may need to speak about on a future date. Uh, I think that he's need a new backup catcher because there were so many wild pitches and pass balls in that uh, that crazy inning uh, on Saturday. So uh, anyways, when the A's are healthy, they have nice options for these certain situations. We've seen Tony Kemp and Vamy Almachin take really big at-bats for the A's over the last week, and that's not how the A's are drawn up. Uh, they, they want Matt or uh, Mitch Moreland in those situations. They want Chad Pinder in those situations. The A's have not had a healthy team outside of the first game of the season. Uh, and that's when Sean Murphy got hit in the hand and missed a few days. And then by the time he got back, Chad Pender on the IL, still on the IL. He should be back fairly soon. Uh, I believe that he's going on a rehab assignment uh, once the minor league season starts up. So it'd be nice to get him in some games before he comes back to Oakland. But yeah, once Chad Pender comes back, then we can start seeing, you know, uh, Elvis Andrews get a few more days off here and there. Uh, give him some rest because that dude's got to be tired. He, he's he's. 33. I'm 35. I'm always tired, you guys. I get it. I get why he would want a day off. So yeah, and also you can play the matchups a little bit better. I know that they're both righties, but uh, Chad Pender is much better against lefties and uh, Elvis Andrews much better against righties. So that could be something that they could look into uh, because he's not doing it at the plate right now. And maybe get putting him in those certain situations like they did with Chris Davis last year uh, can lead to better production. Maybe not, you know, what we would have liked to have seen, but maybe he could be roughly league average or at least approaching league average as opposed to uh, not at all right now. So I think that's what we're looking for. And I'll probably go into more detail on this because I already have an Elvis Andrews question for the mailbag. So I'll be uh, delving into Elvis Andrews a little bit more, but that's the gist of where I'm going with that one for you guys. But uh, anyways, coming up, I'm going Getting you guys ready for the A's and J's series, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar in the world, and that's Built Bar, my friends. They have so many flavors right now. They got caramel brownie, great one. Uh, Cherry Barcia, love that. Lemon almond cheesecake, one of my favorites. They also got coconut brownie chunk. That one's delicious. That one, the uh, the award for the uh, the March Madness thing that they did uh, last month. That thing was also, del uh, that's one of my favorites. I still have a box of them right here on my desk. I'm, I'm looking at them. They're looking at me and now I'm just getting hungry just looking at them. Oh man. Anyways, if you want to get hungry yourself, all you got to do is go to builtbar.com because they are great, great bars. Uh, they're 100% covered in chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars and they are built for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, and all of their bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats and, uh, you know, feel feel good about having a little treat, too, is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. But let's get, oh, also uh, mailbags. Uh, send us questions at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's get into it. The friggin' Jays. Uh, one of my favorite teams to watch other than the A's, because they, they got a bunch of young studs right now, and they are... They're okay right now. They're 14 and 12, but they're working on something. They've got some pieces right now that look really, really good. Obviously, they got Vlad Jr. I'll talk about him in a second, but uh, Bo Bichette, he basically goes every other week, I, I believe, or every other series. So hopefully, after his good series against the Atlanta Braves over the weekend uh, and his five hard hit balls on Sunday, which means that he's really, really hot. Uh, maybe he gets jet lagged on uh, on the plane from Florida to because they're playing in Florida right now in, in Dunedin, uh, Florida to Oakland. Hopefully he gets tired and groggy and uh, he just takes four days to sleep it off. Uh, that would be very, very nice. But he's been really good. Uh, also, they got all these juniors on their team, uh, which is lots of fun for me. I don't know why, but I thoroughly enjoy it. It adds to why I like the Blue Jays. But I know that the, the reason that everybody's excited about the Blue Jays coming to town is the the long-awaited return of Oakland A's legend Tommy Malone. <laughs> uh, a quick side note on Tommy Malone. He actually went on the IL this weekend, so I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing because I was setting you up for uh, Marcus Simeon, and it is. He, he, he's fine. He, he's doing okay. Uh, I'll be talking to AJ Andrews of the Lockdown Blue Jays podcast, I believe on Tuesday is the tentative date that we're going to talk. So I don't know what we're going to talk about, but uh, just, you know, baseball, Blue Jays, probably Marcus Simeon a lot. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. So uh, tune in on Wednesday for that one. Uh, but let's get into this series a little bit. The only starters that I mean, we know the A starters, they're just doing what they did before. But uh, the Blue Jays have had a bunch of injuries. They just activated Ross Stripling. But uh, other than that, they had two starters on their roster resource page, which did not help me decipher who is starting. So uh, they might do a bullpen game one of these days. I'm not positive. I'm not sure if Hunjun Ryu is going to be activated from the IL in time for like Wednesday or Thursday start. Uh, these are all up in the air right now. But we do know that Steven Mass is starting for them on Monday. And Monday happens to be the first day of the series. It's today. So I can talk about that game, get you guys ready for tonight's action. Uh, he's basically a sinker pitcher. He throws his sinker, which is like 95 miles an hour, 46% of the time. He has a changeup, which he throws 27% of the time, a curveball 16% of the time, and a slider 10% of the time. The key to this game will be the righties because Bob Melvin will go with a lot of righties in this game. Uh, the righties need to lay off that slider because the whiff percentage on that thing is like 38%. And uh, that's that's really high. So <laughs> uh, don't swing at the back foot slider, you guys. That's all I'm going to say about uh, Steven Metz. He's, he's been fine. He's been really good, actually. He's like 4-1 this season. He's like a 4 ERA, but he's pitched a little bit better than that. His peripherals, I think he has like a 3-5 FIP or something like that. Um, yeah, he's he's been looking really good. And I think that just getting out off of the Mets generally helps people. And going to the Mets hurts people. Frankie Lindor not having a great season. So uh, they're cursed, obviously. Steven Matz doing really good. Cy Young contender. <laughs> uh, but just general overview of both teams. The A's and the J's basically have the same offense by WRC+. They're both at 101, so 1% above league average. So good job for them. Uh, the A's walk and strike out a little bit more, but otherwise, you know, they're fine. On the pitching side, the J starters have a cumulative 4.22 ERA. The A starters have a 4.42 ERA, so a little bit higher. But the, the big difference is going to come in the bullpen. The Jays bullpen has a 2.72 cumulative ERA. The A's have a 3.70, so that is a full run higher. So the the 
key for the A's is going to be get to those starters. Don't face the bullpen with a deficit. That's all they got to do. That's the key to the series is get a lead and then hold it. You know, like in most games. <laughs> Analysis. Um, also, just because Vlad Jr. is going to be the guy that everybody talks about the most, uh, he is batting 337 this season with a 486 on base percentage and an OPS of 1114. He is having a ridiculous season. I was like, yeah, he's kind of like Matt Olson, but uh, no, he's a little bit better than even Matt Olson, the God among men, Matt Olson. And uh, I was looking at, you know, I was trying to find, oh, hey, is he struggling right now? Let's see what he's doing. So I looked at his last 18 plate appearances and he had three hits and I was like, oh yeah, cool. He's he's struggling kind of hard. This this could be nice for the A's. Just keep that train rolling. But uh, th that's plate appearances and not at bats, which means walks are included. And so uh, in those 18 plate appearances, he also has six walks. So he is nine for 18 with six walks, which means that he has a 500 on base percentage. So he's doing just fine. Damn it. <laughs> this is going to be a fun series. I know that the A's are kind of struggling. We're a little bit more down on them. They went three and four last week, but they also went 13 and 0 in their previous games. Uh, no, I guess that they, they lost to the Orioles too, but it doesn't matter. They, they have been very good up, up until this point. They still have the most wins in baseball. So that's fantastic. Um, it's going to be a fun series. Just sit back, enjoy. This is going to be a good baseball series, just like the race series. Uh, I'm excited to watch some baseball. Hopefully the A's, you know, get at least a split. I'd be stoked about that. Um, Frankie Montas, he's been, you know, up and down. He should be exciting. Well, ooh, I want to see him against, uh, I want to see actually all of the pitchers against Marcus Samian and see if they, uh, they have some fun with each other. That would be a good time. But, uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, I'm getting you guys ready for the minor league season, which starts on Tuesday. I got some no, interviews lined up too. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then on Wednesday, I'm talking to AJ Andrews. I assume I, I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing that Thursday is the mailbag. And then Friday, I don't know yet. And also on Wednesday, it's going to be week two of water cooler Wednesday, where I give you a stat. It's going to be a Chris Bassett stat because, uh, I, it's why he's succeeding. I'm going to give you why Chris Bassett is succeeding. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, but that is it for me today, you guys. But if you're still looking for some more sports talk, all you got to do is tune in to the locked on today podcast. The draft is over who won, who lost the cue of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And so with that, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.